much for joining us today on episode number 201 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're talking all about how to run safely as you get older. As much as we might not want to admit it, every single one of us are getting a little older every single day. So today we're talking about what we need to focus on in order to run stronger, longer, and faster even as you get older. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so this week has been a very exciting week in the Real Life Runners universe and family, right? Excellent. We've been doing our five-day strength and mobility challenge, and it's been so fun. We've really revamped this challenge. You know, those of you that may have joined us in the past for our five-day running challenge... Um, We decided to change it up a little bit this time and just focus on strength and mobility for runners, and it's been awesome so far. Yeah, so we're a few days in, and we're all just completely jacked and chiseled. (laughs) Jacked and chiseled. (laughs) Absolutely, right? So... Thank you, and a special shout-out to all of our five-day challengers. You guys are rocking this challenge, and, you know, just showing up for yourself every day, I think, is a really important step in any type of improvement that we want to make in our running. Showing up is kind of important to any improvement you want to make in any area. Yeah. Showing up is kind of your big first step. Absolutely. So as runners, you know... Many of us are looking to improve in some way, right? Whether it's consistency, whether we're trying to just run and enjoy it a little bit more, whether we're trying to make running more comfortable and more pain-free. I know that that's what brought a lot of people into our five-day challenge this time around. There's somebody's having some sorts of aches and pains, and they know that there's strengthening that they should be doing or mobility. They maybe have heard the term before but didn't really know what it meant or what they should be doing. And so that brought a lot of people to the challenge, and it's been really, really awesome to see a lot of the insights that they've been getting this week. And when you want to improve your running in some way, right? Maybe you want to run faster, you want to run farther, you want to improve your running in some way. There are certain things that we need to focus on, especially as we get older. And whether or not we like to admit it or not, all of us every single day are getting a little bit older. Yeah. But we don't have to feel that way. Right? Like, I think that even though chronologically we're adding a day to our life, which is such a blessing, right? We don't have to just accept this inevitable decline of aging. Like, oh, I'm getting older. That means I'm going to get slower and things are going to start hurting and things are going to start aching and this is what's going to happen. Like, that doesn't have to be the path. And I think that a lot of people in general, tend to adopt that, like of the general population. And I think that we as runners kind of understand like, that's not what I want, right? Like I don't want to be limited later in my life. So I want to really take control of my health, take control control of my body right now by exercising, by eating better, by doing things that are going to make me healthy and fit so that I don't have to worry about this decline later on in life. Yeah. The decline later, you can push that back and push that back and push that back and like not being able to run at your absolute optimum. Like go back to the Olympic trials, the marathon Olympic trials that happened before the entire world shut down Mm -hmm. in the U.S. And we're looking at like Sarah Hall with multiple kids. Like she almost in, I think her fourth marathon of the year mm-hmm. almost made the team like just on the outside of it. Abdi Abdurrahman made the team on the men's side. He's 39. Yeah. Like the, the people that were making it and finishing top 10 in the U S mm-hmm. 
it was a whole different ballgame than it was, yeah. say, four, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Suddenly people were like, well, that's still the same cast and crew. I mean, there's some new young kids, but the team that was there four and eight and 12 years ago are still there and they're still vying for a shot on the podium not just still showing up like they're still vying for podium spots and i love that right like that just is so inspiring it's about like if they can do it and still run at that professional elite level then we sure as heck can do this as real life runners that are you know i don't want to say just but like you know because it's it's important for us too right they're at a, a a different level speed wise and training wise than we are but running is still very very important in our lives like you're listening to a running pod class clearly it's important to you right and it's it's still just about finding what it is that you're trying to accomplish like their accomplishment may be to make another u.s national team like to make the olympic squad one of our listeners may be having the the accomplishment that they would just like to be able to consistently run four days out of the week. Maybe they would like to be able to run five miles without pain in their left knee. Mm-hmm. Like whatever that accomplishment is, yep. is still an accomplishment that you still have to push and strive and work towards. Mm-hmm. And that I think is what makes running so entertaining is you can kind of keep putting something out in front of you that you keep pushing and striving and and going towards. Right. And this is the fun thing too, is that you get to keep choosing new things. Yes. Right. Like maybe your goal a couple of years ago was to PR in the 5k. Maybe now you want to stretch that a little bit longer. You want to see what you can do in a 10k. You want to see what you can maybe do in a half marathon. You start setting different types of goals and different levels of goals as You just kind of keep developing as a runner. And that's one of the beautiful things about getting older as a runner is that we gain all sorts of new insights, new wisdom. We have new confidence levels in ourselves because we've been on this journey for longer. And every day that we're on this running journey, we prove to ourselves that we are a runner, that we do the hard things, that we show up and that we're consistent and that that leads to results. Yeah. And every you know, starting line that you step on, you're going to gain something out of that race. Whether that race goes super successful or not, you're going to gain something. And so the next time you head out to do it, it proves, all right, I've been in this position. I know what to do in this case. And you can take that and apply it to your next race. You can apply it to the next physical challenge you undergo. You can apply it to the next just general challenge you have in your life of, all right, I've been in a difficult situation before. Let me go through and push through because I've done that. I can push through. Right. And so... As we get older, it is important for us to make sure that our body is moving correctly and that our muscles have enough strength and endurance to do what we're asking our body to do, right? I think that this is where a lot of runners get in trouble is that they are like, yeah, yeah, this all sounds really great. Like, I'm not limited. I'm just going to go out and I'm going to keep running and keep running more and then keep running more and then I'm hurt, right? And then they, and then that proves to them that they're that they are getting too old and that Mm. they do need to cut back, right? And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy when in reality, it does not have to be that way. We just have to train a little bit differently. We have to still make sure that our body is able to handle the load that we're going to place on top of it, that we are able to move properly and efficiently, that our muscles are strong enough to handle this load, right? Because when we're 40, our bodies are not the same as they were when we were 20, right? Or when we were even younger, 15. Like, 
we coach a high school cross country team and these kids like you throw all crazy all kinds of stuff at them they recover very quickly right they're super sore one day they're like you know can barely make it off of the track because we just put them through whatever mm-hmm. the workout was and and they push the pace faster than we suggest and suddenly they're mm-hmm. like racing each other through the final interval and they're just dying on the track just you know legs sprawled out over there and it's just like man you're really spent and they show up the next day at practice they're like yeah i mean i'm not really sore I was tired yesterday. Mm -hmm. I slept well. Yeah, and they're fine, right? (laughs) But but those are different challenges too, right? Because a lot of them are still growing and their bodies are still developing. So they have those challenges of not... Half the team's growing hips. (laughs) Right. Like you don't want to like overtrain them when they're in that phase. So that's different. But... You just recover a lot quicker when you're in your teens and your 20s than you do when you're in your 40s, your 50s, and your 60s. So we don't have to change – well, let's see. We don't have to downgrade our goals. I just think that we need to train appropriately and make sure that we are giving ourselves enough strength, mobility, recovery, all the things that we need to help support our body so that we are are able to accomplish those things that we want. Yes. You don't really have to change what the goal is. You still should have a goal. Yes. I think is kind of an important thing of of part of our team philosophy is you should still be striving for something. And it doesn't necessarily mean there has to be a very specific race on the schedule that you're striving for, Mm -hmm. but there still has to be some big picture that you're generally aiming for. And we talk a lot about trying to set goals on this podcast there needs to be some big picture that you're ultimately aiming towards, like a lighthouse off in the distance that mm-hmm. essentially guides you. And you get to decide whatever that is that's going to bring satisfaction as you journey towards that. Right. So let's start out by just figuring out what do you want to accomplish, right? Do you want to just improve your consistency, right? Maybe you um, are stuck in that stage too. You know, if you if you missed last week's episode, go back and listen to episode 200 where we talk about the runner's journey where, you know, stage two is the inconsistent runner. Maybe you are inconsistent because you're just, you don't feel that motivation all the time. But newsflash, nobody feels motivated all the time. Like yep. motivation is a feeling that wanes, that waxes and wanes. And so you shouldn't rely on motivation to get you to where you want to be if you want to be a consistent runner. Some days you just have to do it and you just have to do it even though you don't feel motivated because you're disciplined, right? Like discipline is so much more powerful than motivation. Right, but you can make running more enjoyable. Like you can certainly bring more fun to it. You can bring some, some more variety into a training plan. You can just add add enjoyment and excitement to the run by mixing up what it is that you're aiming for. And Mm -hmm. that could improve consistency. Right. Because a lot of times people are inconsistent because they're not having fun with it. It's just boring and dull. And and then it's also boring and dull and then gets aches and pains. Yeah. And there it's, it's that mentality of like, well, I should be doing this, Uh, right? I should be doing this, but like, I don't really like it or I'm not really having as much fun as I used to have. Or with COVID people lost a lot of the social aspect of running. Right. So then, it was like they were just left with them in the road and it's like do I even actually like this thing if I'm not doing it with my friends 
Yes, which didn't faze me because there were still other people who were out there, them in the road, and I would wave to them from a good distance away. (laughs) But like, like, there's ways to make running more enjoyable, right? You can mix up what you do. You can mix up the routes you run. You can mix up all sorts of things to make it just more fun and enjoyable. You run that same route in the opposite direction. You have no idea what those signs look like from the other direction. There you go. But like, you know, another reason that people are inconsistent is because of pain, like aches and pains, right? Aches and pains. So maybe your goal is to just make running less painful like make it actually feel better in your body because if it felt better then you would want to do it more often too and those are great ways of building consistency bring some fun and bring some pain-free action Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that you can like flip a light switch and all the pain goes away like these are journeys these are guidelines guideposts out there in the future that you're aiming for so you know you work this strength and mobility and your form and all the things that we talk about and you aim towards substantially more pain-free running that just allows running to be a whole heck of a lot more consistent which then might sort of slide you into one of your other goals right so maybe another goal would be to run longer maybe you want to run a distance that you've never covered before maybe you know you've done some 5ks and you're like you know what i wonder if i could do a 10k or i wonder if i could do a half marathon you see other people doing it and you're like well if they can do it why can't i yes and that's a fantastic goal like that's a fantastic way to look for to other people as motivation like we always caution people with looking to others and comparing right we don't sure. want you to compare and make it feel you know make your either either way to to make yourself feel better or to make yourself feel worse like comparison is the thief of joy and we want to go back to making running more joyful and more enjoyable so we don't want you to compare but it is really good to look at other people as proof of what's possible yeah proof of possibility it just opens up the question of what else could i do you know you can cover whatever distance you can go for a time that you've never gone before like i always just go out and run for 30 minutes have you tried 40 Like, you could probably stretch that. If you consistently are running 30 minutes, you could probably just add 10 minutes to one of those runs without really any problem. Mm -hmm. Like, you could do it. Don't do it to all of them. That's maybe too much of a jump there. But you could just just turn one of your 30s into a 40 Mm -hmm. pretty safely and just be like, huh, look at that. Look at that new thing that I'm doing all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And it adds variety. It adds something interesting. It adds, well, if I did 40, now what could I do? And you still have to, you know, safely progress. You can't just be like, oh, you know what? I feel like today I'm not going to stop. And you just, you can't suddenly be a 24-hour runner if you've you know, are used to 30 minutes, but you can just build to whatever. Are we not encouraging Forrest Gump here? I'm not encouraging Forrest Gump. Mm. I don't think that his shoes would have made it like seven times across the country. (laughs) Like they were lovely shoes. I don't think they would have lasted that long. (laughs) So... Yeah, so this is one one thing that I think a lot of people tend to look towards as they start to get a little bit older. Maybe they start to notice that their pace is dropping a little bit, and they're like, well, if my pace is dropping a little bit, maybe I can just keep running longer. And this is what you see a lot in professional running, right? Uh, a yes, lot of the, times. The miler that moves to a 5K runner, the mm-hmm. 5K runner that moves to the marathon runner, they just kind of keep moving their distance just a little bit. Right, exactly, because they're not able to produce those super high-end speeds and compete with the kids that are still 22 years old yeah i mean one of the the toughest records that's still out there is consecutive years of 
sub four minute miles. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it just, it slips after a little bit of time. Those, the high end, the fast twitch muscle fibers just aren't working quite as fast. It's hard to crank out super high end sub 30 sub. I mean, if you're trying to break four minutes in a mile, you're cranking out 200s in like 24, 25. Wowzers. That's, yeah. that's some speed, but you can run faster. Do you want to run faster right now that we just basically said that the pros kind of tend to go longer as they get older? We as real life runners are on a different level than the pros, right? We just are. So when do you want to try to run faster than you have before? Like in all likelihood, unless you were a four minute miler when you were 20 years old, you're probably still capable of running faster times, even if they're at different distances. Right. Like you, unless you were like a superstar early on, you can probably still hit similar times, maybe even faster times. Like those times are out there. Or I know we don't like to say, you know, put yourself into different categories as runners, but sometimes there's, there's categories. There's your pre baby PRs and there's your post baby PRs. Like (laughs) there are different categories and I swear those work for both genders. Oh, really? A hundred percent. Okay. All right. But I think that this is one of the cool things about getting into running later in life. Like you, for example, got into running when you were young, like you were 14 or 13, right? When you started running, I didn't start running until I was well into my twenties. So I didn't have all of those younger years of running faster. And so now when I'm 40, I'm like, I'm still hitting PRs, right? Which is really, really cool because I'm training in a way that honors my body, that honors where I am right now. And so I'm still hitting PRs. Like I still don't, I I believe that I still can get faster in all the distances that I run. And that's a pretty cool thing. And I think that that's a real advantage that we have as real life runners that kind of get into running a little bit later in life. Yes. Yes. That if you get in a little bit later, you can probably still hit PRs in pretty much all your distances. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ever hitting my mile PR, certainly not my half mile PR ever again. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I don't think I have any desire to try and hit two minutes well, for a I, half mile. I think that's what it is. I think it's more that than anything else, right? Yeah. I know the workouts that I would have to do to get myself back to like 430 mile shape. And I have no desire to stretch myself in that way. Whereas the interest in running a longer distance or I still think that I can hit another marathon PR. I think I've got that in me and I set my marathon PR a while ago. Mm -hmm. And I think that I have that still inside of me. I might have a half marathon PR in me. If you get much lower than that, I don't think I've, I've got it anymore. I think you definitely have both, but I think that that's really a good point, right? Like, yes, I think you are still able to run faster than before. It's just a matter of what distance we're talking about and how fast that time is. And I think that that is like, I don't like people to set limits on themselves. And so I'm always about like, let's just strive for it. Like what's the worst that can happen, right? If you want to shoot for the stars or shoot, what is it? Shoot for the moon and you end up amongst the stars, right? Like just, just what is the harm in trying for that thing? Because even if you set that goal and even if you never actually achieve that new PR, you're going to have so much fun in the process if you go into it with the right mindset. If you go into it with the right mindset, like it's no one finishes a race and you're like, man, I'm really satisfied that I ran a comfortable race and 
It, it, it's one of those things where even if you win the race without trying all that hard, you didn't actually win. You know, like there's something to be said about pushing yourself as hard as you can and just seeing what happens, even if it ends up with a crash and burn, because you know that at least you put it out there. And that's a whole lot more exciting than not ever really racing. That's why so many people, you know, certainly people when they get into running in a younger years like the Prefontaine movies came out when I was in high school and college age like every high school runner was just like I'm gonna be the next Prefontaine I'm gonna run every race from the front of the pack all out until like my my legs just fall out because it was an exciting way to race Mm -hmm. not necessarily the smartest way to race but you go all in on it and anybody that just tries to like jog the race he was so against that and it seems like this cool rock star way of racing it now there's something to be said for race strategy Mm -hmm. and pacing yourself appropriately and that's that's great but I think the overall message is sometimes you just got to put yourself out there and just see what happens, mm-hmm. even if that means it doesn't necessarily end the way that you want it to. Right, exactly. So once you decide what you want to accomplish, right, if you want to improve your consistency, you want to run longer, you want to fa- run faster, maybe you just want to feel better when you're out on your runs, then the second thing that you have to think about is like, What's stopping you from doing that right now? And there could be a few things. Mm-hmm. So there's there's physical things, but let's start with the mental things that could be stopping you. Mm-hmm. The thought that I don't think I can or I don't think I should. Mm-hmm. And these are two really big things that could hold you back of, well, I'd like to get a new PR at whatever distance. I'd like to be more consistent, but I don't think I can. Because I've tried for the last six years and I've never been able to maintain a consistent routine. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got all this evidence that you can't do it. That doesn't mean that you can't. Like, you still can. And then you get the second follow-up one of, I'm not sure that I should. Because you keep coming up with these excuses, which you're telling yourself are valid excuses of why you've never done it before. It's possible that you just don't think that you should, that you don't think you're worthy of it, that you don't think you're capable of it. So you keep finding ways to avoid doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that this is something that we are just, this is what we do as humans, right? And so if you've ever had these thoughts of like, "I, I can't do it because I've never done it before, right? Of course you haven't because you've never done it before, right? Like, and I think that this is one of the ways that our brain tries to trick us. And we're like, oh, well, I don't think I can do that. Like, cause I have no evidence that that thing is possible for me in my life, which is true. But think about all of the other things that you've done in your life, having never done it before, like walking, right? That's exactly what I was going to say was walking. Yeah. Like when you first learn to walk, you've never done it before. And obviously you're a little kid when this happens, but you get up and first you're trying to like balance on your foot and you're on your feet and you fall down and then you get up again and you fall down and then you use something to pull you up and you balance a little bit and then you fall down. Like the amount of times that like, if you ever watch a little kid, because I I know that none of us actually remember learning to walk, right? But if you um, watch a little kid learn to walk, it's the cutest thing. And they never get frustrated. They just get up and do it again and again and again and again. And then eventually they learn to walk. But we as adults, we're like, well, I've never done that thing. I, I don't think I can do it, right? And then maybe we try. And we fall down. And we fall down. And then we're like, oh, see, proof. That's proof right there. I can't do it. Clearly, like, I can't do it. We've only tried once or twice or five times or ten times, right? And and then we use that thing as evidence that 
we shouldn't be doing this thing, that we're in, we're not capable of it. And instead of just like coming at this with a little bit more grit, more curiosity saying, okay, those attempts failed. What can I do differently here, right? What do I need to add into my training? What do I need to take away from my training? Like, is are there other things that I need to just kind of shift my attention to, like strength training, like mobility, like speed work, these kinds of things that a lot of recreational runners know, don't know anything about. And if they do know a little bit, they're not exactly sure how to optimize those things inside their own structure and their own training plan. Yeah, I mean, this, this goes back to what we just said set of you can aim for anything that you can aim for whatever you want set a goal set a crazy goal set a goal that you tell other people and they laugh at you that's a fantastic goal yeah like come up with something big a little bit scary and go for it and even if you do ultimately fall short it's still going to change you and that journey of aiming for that amazing moonshot is going to be life-changing. And when you look back, it's going to be amazing to see how far you came in the process. Like, Mm -hmm. from where you were, maybe you didn't get to the giant goal. Like, I could set a goal right now and be like, I'm going to make it to the Olympic trials. I may not get there, but I could still have a huge, amazing journey on my way to try, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and and like you said, that's going to transform you in the process because there is so much self-doubt that you are going to overcome in that process. And there is just so much discipline that you will gain in that process and showing up for yourself and integrity and courage and, you know, on the days that you don't feel like doing it, you get up and do it anyway. There's so much that you learn about yourself and so many ways that you grow in that process. And that's what makes the journey so beautiful. And that's why no matter what goal you set, if you set that goal and then you actually start, like you commit to it and then start doing the things to try to get there, you're going to end up way further ahead than you ever would have had you not set that goal in the first place. So that's a lot on the the self-doubt, the self-sabotage that we put into ourselves of, I don't think I can do the thing. But there's also another aspect to this of, I don't know how to get to my goal. Like from where I am to where I want to be, I'm not sure exactly what that path looks like, Mm -hmm. which is also okay. Like having the question of, I'm going to try a path is a pretty good place to start. Yeah, for sure. And I think that this is another thing, like you say, that stops a lot of runners right before they even start, right? They, they set the goal and then they're like, well, I don't know if I can do that. And then they're like, well, even if I could, like, I don't even know how to do that. Right. And then they just let that unknown and that confusion just stop them right there instead of deciding well no like this is a goal that I want to start striving for this is something that's important to me you know I want to be a runner I want running to feel better I want to run a half marathon I want to prove to myself that I can do this I don't know how to do this well we live in an amazing time right now where we have information literally at our fingertips, anything we could try to figure out, right? So the how is there. Oh, the you how you is, just have to find it. Yeah, if if you want to know how to do something, don't worry. YouTube has 7 million different ways yeah, for you to accomplish Google it. Google it, YouTube it. Like, I feel like there's no thing out there right now that you can't figure out how to do. Yeah, no, the information is certainly out there of how to accomplish the thing. What comes up is, all right, but 
if there's so much information out there, if I click, you know, YouTube on how to run a half marathon, I came up with so many hits, which one is the answer? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's one of them. It could be several of them. And that's where you just have to start trying one. Mm -hmm. Like you got to come up with something, you got to pick something and go for it, realizing that that might not be the perfect plan for you, but at least it's a plan and it's a start. You still have that goal out there and this is going to be your first attempt at heading towards that. Pick a plan that you can start using and following that makes some sense to you. Right. Or just join the Real Life Runners training team and we will guide you in that direction. Well, yeah, there's that option. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, here's the thing, right? You, there, Like Kevin said, there are tons of ways to get to that goal and there are innumerable resources out there on the internet right now but you also need to find someone that you trust that you like you know that you know is going to lead you in the right direction that's a very important part of it too so you need to start doing your research right and maybe this podcast is one way that you're starting to research these things so that you can learn how to do things that are better for you and we're happy to help guide you on that path right so when Whenever you're trying to figure out how to do something that you've never done before, you do need, I mean, I believe that the best way to get there is to have a guide, right? To have a coach, to have somebody that can be there to help pull you along, guide you along the way. Like this is one of the things that I've done with business, right? I had no idea how to start a business, how to run a business. I was a pre-med major in um in college I was pre-med in psychology I went on to get my doctorate in physical therapy none of that was business related I have zero business knowledge or acumen whatsoever but thank god for the internet because I just started following people and there's so many business gurus out there right that can teach online business and teach all the things so then I have just had to find okay who do I actually connect with who do I like who do I trust that I think is going to have the same values as I have that, that that are going to lead me in the right direction. And I think it's it's very it's the same thing with your our running, right? Or our health. Like finding a coach or a trainer or somebody that can lead you in the right direction. I think that's going to help you get to the results that you want so much faster because they can help you navigate like all the trial and error and let you know like no 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 you don't want to you don't want to go there believe me on that one you Mm -hmm. know like that's not going to be the right path for you because they've done it so many times and they've helped so many other people do it too yeah a trusted guide along the way like trusted is the key there like you don't want somebody who's just like um forcing a plan down your throat like this is this is the only way this is how it has to be done you want somebody who will work with you Mm -hmm. and kind of adjust things to to your particular circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of my big issues of a lot of the um, the running guru coaches is it's it's their plan. This is the system that has to work for them. These are the exact workouts that will get you the exact results to the exact PR. It's like, well, okay, does that work for all of your runners? This is my list of all of my accomplished runners. Okay, what about the list of the runners you've put through that program and it didn't work? Um, yeah, we don't talk about them. That's a longer list. This is my list of accomplished runners. Like, <laughs> right. There has to be some some way that the plan can adapt to the individual. Mm-hmm. But there still needs to be a plan. Absolutely. And so, you know, in, in short, if you don't know how to get there, here's the basic outline of what you need. Okay, so the first thing that you need is the foundation. Okay, you need a physical foundation 
to your running, for any running goal that you want to accomplish, whether it's consistency, whether it's a, a race distance, whether it's a PR and a, a time um, goal that you've got, you need to have the physical ability to get to that place. And, and that's about building that strong foundation. And this is where strength training really plays a big role to help you handle those physical demands, especially as we get older, right? As we get older, our body naturally starts to break down. Like if we don't do things to help combat this, our muscles start to break down, our bones start to break down. This is one of the natural effects of aging that many people go through. However, ways that we can combat that are strength training, our um, exercises that load the bones like running, like running, nutrition, like all of these ways that we can help support our body and slow down this aging process. Like those are all things that are very, like those are lots of really good check marks in the running box. Yes. Right. Yeah. Lots of, lots of those things point to, uh, you know, cardio work, strength training, anything that's putting like actual physical stress onto your body is really good for that. A lot of people, and this goes back to a few episodes, we had a whole, whole episode on um, base building, think that building a base for whatever distance you're going to go simply involves cranking up your miles until you can run that distance. But I would argue you've really got to build a whole heck of a lot of strength foundation mm -hmm. before you can even start cranking up all of the miles. Right. You need to make sure that you have the strong enough base, and I mean like within your body strong enough base before you can just start tacking on more and more miles. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that your body is moving correctly before yep. you're like, all right, I've never run a marathon before. I'm convinced consistently at 5Ks, but I'd like to try a marathon. Great. That's a fine plan for you. You just need to make sure that you have the strength, that you have the mobility, that your body is actually moving with the correct motion because 26 miles is a lot of steps. Yep. And if they're all landing slightly awkward, eventually they're going to be awkward and painful. Right. So you want to make sure that your foundation is strong. You want to make sure that you have the strength to take on that physical demand that you're going to be placing on your body. And you want to make sure that you have mobility so that you can coordinate your muscles and move fluidly through the movement of running through the required range of motion right as you continue to run longer or try to run faster when you run faster when you're trying if, if running faster is your goal you need more range of motion to run at faster paces than you do at slower paces you're you just naturally need more hip flexion more hip extension more knee flexion more you know more um, push off and ankle plantar flexion like you need to have a certain amount of movement in your joints if you want to run faster. Oh, this is an excellent point you make here. So a lot of runners, as as they add on some age, they tend to add on some mileage and be like, well, I used to race a lot of 5Ks, but now I'm going to do a marathon. Maybe you want to go the other direction and be like, hey, you know what? I've not raced a 5K in a long time. I'm curious what would happen if I raced a 5K again. Mm -hmm. That is a totally different range of motion when you're training for a 5k or when you're racing a 5k than when you're going for a marathon. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say totally different, but yeah, you definitely need I mean, more. You're, you're cranking up the angles, right? I mean, if you're, if you look at 
sprinters, right, that Mm -hmm. run the 100 meters versus marathoners that run 26.2 miles, they have very different body shapes and sizes. Yes, very much so. Very different muscle definition, very like the bulk that they have, right? So when you are running those shorter distances, you need more muscle, more power, more range of motion because, I mean, have you ever watched sprinters, how high their knees come? Like, or hurdlers, right? Like their knees come so high. Marathoners, you're just, you're not getting that same range of motion because you're running at a slower speed. You just don't need that amount of range of motion at those speeds. Yeah, no, as a sprinter, your thigh's really getting parallel to the ground in front of you. If you it's are, amazing. If you're running down the street as a, at a casual marathon pace, casual marathon pace is what I'm going with there, mm-hmm. you're definitely not going to get, you know, full knee lift to directly up in front of you mm-hmm. and definitely not beyond that. There's no drive phase in, in marathon running. So <laughs> I just I just came off of track season, so I've still got the, the drive phase. There you go. But this is why, you know, mobility is just so important. You want to make sure that your not only your joints have the, the proper mobility, but also your soft tissues, right? You want to make sure that your muscles are gliding and sliding smoothly along each other, that there's not like areas of restriction or scar tissue built up from like previous old injuries. Like that's why the foundation is really important when you're trying to figure out how to achieve any goal. Um, and strength and mobility are definitely a big part of that foundation. All right. So once you've built your foundation, you're not sure exactly how to get there. Check and make sure that you're starting in a good place. Like how far away is that destination? Have you built a good foundation? Then you got to find a plan. And you got to find a plan that's going to help you get there in the way that's going to be satisfying for you along the way. It can't be a plan that just sounds awful because you're not going to follow it. It needs to be a plan that works for you. Some gradual increase in your physical and cardio ability as you move towards the ultimate destination. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go from, I've never run to, I'm going to run six days a week, an hour a day. That is too big of a jump. Like right. you can get there, but it needs to be a slow, gradual process that builds up both your cardio and your muscles and bones and everything to be able to handle the new loads. Yeah, I think that we are living in a time right now where we are just bombarded with the need for immediate satisfaction. And this can be very detrimental to us as runners, right? Because running, you're not going to have an immediate payoff. Like if you are an endurance athlete, which all of you are, if you are a runner, you're an endurance athlete. That takes time to develop. Like it takes your body time to make the adaptations to the loads that you're placing on it, both in the actual mileage, in the strength training, in the mobility, all of these things. It takes time for your body to adapt, to make changes, to recover, and to build back stronger and more mobile than it was before. And so if you are expecting an immediate payoff there's going to be a lot of disappointment along the way. And it's going to be hard for you to stay consistent and motivated if you're expecting every single run to feel amazing or, you know, your six-pack abs to show up next week. Like, those are just unrealistic expectations, which I'm sure all of you understand at this point. But you need to have an understanding that the plan needs to still be something that is Um, encouraging, motivating, fun, something that you actually look forward to doing, right? Because that's one way that you're going to stick to it a lot better than if it's something, like you said, that you dread. Yeah, it can't be drudgery. Um, Like there's going to be points in the plan, you know, every day is not going to be the greatest run of your life. And this is the thing, I think a lot of runners grasp that I'm not going to be 
like the completely transformed runner next week, but I would like to see some steady progress. Absolutely. And here's the problem. Running as an endurance runner does not necessarily have linear growth. Unfortunately, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like the next step can in fact be a half a step backwards. Yeah. It looks a little bit more like a stock market ticker. Yes. Right. Which ultimately trends, trends up, Mm -hmm. but there are down days. There are days where it doesn't go well. Sometimes there's a few days in a row that things don't go very well. Knowing that there are wins along the way, having a plan that's like, okay, I need a down day. I need an off day. I need a day where I can just take care of my body. Like whatever that day is that allows you to recover and feel good and be like, all right, I had a win on that day. That was a win for my plan because it said rest day and I nailed rest day. Mm -hmm. Like you need something that is the consistent win that you can come back to because every run is not necessarily going to be a day that you win. Right. And, but it's, it's one of those things that as long as you are moving in the right direction, you understand that nothing's gone wrong here too. Yes. Right. Like nothing has gone wrong when you have days that you're just sore or you're just not feeling it or you're tired or you're unmotivated and like nothing has gone wrong. That is a totally normal part of this process welcome it, embrace it, and then move on to the next day. You know, don't miss two days in a row. If you have to take an extra day just because you're just not in it for whatever reason, take that day and then move forward onto the next day of the plan. And and you're going to keep moving in the right direction as long as you're committed to being that version of yourself. Right, which really kind of glides very nicely into the third part of, I don't know how to get there. You need the foundation, you need the plan, and then you need the patience. You need the patience to continue to follow the plan, to have faith in the plan, that the plan will help you get closer to the goal. The plan is aiming in the right direction. So on days where it is a bit more of a struggle or it doesn't actually feel like it's aiming towards the goal, it feels like you're taking a step backwards, you have enough faith in the plan to continue following through. Right. And when you enjoy the process of it all, then it's okay if it takes a little bit longer, right? Like if you don't have these results tomorrow or next week and you're just enjoying the process of it, then it's just going to make the entire journey that much more enjoyable. You know, I know that sometimes I'm out on the run and I'm, I'm like a mile in and I'm like, oh my God, I'm only a mile in. Like, when is this run going to be over? Right? Like you, you kind of think that. And then I like pause and I'm like, wait a second. Like I'm choosing to be out here. I have a podcast on that I'm really enjoying. Like, can I just enjoy every step of this run just because I'm out here. Like it doesn't have to be over yet. It doesn't have to be, you know, moving on to the next part of my day yet. Right now, can I just be in this moment and enjoy this time that I've set aside for myself to take care of my body, to make me into a stronger person, to learn the lessons, to spend this time listening to personal development podcasts that are going to also help my mind at the same time that I'm doing good things for my body? Can I just be out here and enjoy this process? Like I don't have to rush to get it over with. Yeah, to to get it over with. Like there's... The answer to that question of like, how much more of this do I have to go? How much longer do I have to go? None. You don't have to. Yes. Like you could, you could stop right now. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have to walk back to the car probably if it's like an out and back or a loop or whatever, but you can stop running anytime you want to stop running. Mm -hmm. You chose to go out and run. So you might as well put a smile on your face. Yeah. Own the choice. Like, yeah. Right. You chose, like the plan said four miles today and you're a half mile into it and you're like, oh man, this 
is brutal. Then you could choose right then to call it and say, all right, half mile, because I am just not feeling it today. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, you know what? It's four miles and I'm going to go do four miles because I'm completely capable of doing four miles. But there's no reason to just like be annoyed by the whole run. Like you, you chose to do it. Go out and enjoy the heck out of that thing or don't. Or don't, yeah. I mean, and ultimately, that's it's your decision either way. And I think this is, you know, you you point out the have to statement, which we always like to to point out. You know, you don't have to do any of this. You're completely choosing all of this. And I really like to replace the have to statement with I get to do this, right? I get to do this every day. Like I get to go out and run. Like how blessed am I that I have two legs and that I have healthy lungs and that I live in a place that it's safe for me as a woman to go out and go for a run. Like that is a beautiful thing. And that is such a blessing. Like I get to do this every day and I choose to do this for myself because when you enjoy the process, then even if that goal, whatever goal it is that you've chosen for yourself, if that goal takes a little bit longer for you to achieve, or even if you never actually achieve that thing, if you've been enjoying the process along the way, then you've really just been still strengthening that identity of I am a runner, I'm a healthy person, this is the person that I am becoming with every step that I take. And the ultimate goal doesn't really matter as much because it's it's all about that process of getting to that place. Yeah, ultimately the numbers on a clock are not the thing that actually determine who you are as a person. The the miles that you put in, the runs that you put in, the the runs that you put in when it was raining, the strength days, the mobility, all of that, all of the overcoming, the challenges and everything, that's what made you who you were. Not crossing a finish line, not crossing a starting line, not even putting a number on your chest. Like none of that defines you as the person. Everything that went into getting you there does a whole lot more to define you as a person. So ultimately what you need to do is decide what you want to accomplish and then figure out how to get there. And there is a way. And if you need some guidance along the way, we are happy to help you. Um, But figure that out, right? Like stop just accepting that you're just going to get older and get slower and just not be able to run as much because my knees are going to start hurting. Like there are ways to combat all of that, right? Your knees don't have to start hurting. Even if you already have arthritis, you don't have to be limited by the pain that a lot of people experience with arthritis. You can strengthen the muscles to support the joints. You can strengthen the muscles to help support your body as you run longer. Running has actually been shown in research to have a protective effect on the knees. People that run are actually are less likely to have pain and problems from arthritis and other quote unquote common conditions of aging. So get out there, run, figure it out, right? Set a goal for yourself and challenge yourself to do more and don't let your age or any other factor ever hold you back. All right, so as always, thank you so much for joining us today. If you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a friend. And if you haven't yet, also leave us a review on iTunes so that new people can find the podcast and we can help more people understand how to run faster, stronger, and longer without pain or limitations. So this has been the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 201. Now get out there and run your life. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, 
you have to come check out the Real Life Runners Training Team. It's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material, we apply it, and we take it to the next level. We teach you how to train your mind, body, and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life. We offer customized training plans, live coaching calls, and one-on-one coaching, along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there.